Hello everyone and welcome to the Science Corner of the Ibsen Foundation to discover the second episode of The Adventures of Janus, which is entitled Janus and the Turbo Chair Race. Janus is lying asleep on the floor. He is in the hallway with white and green walls. He wakes up and then slowly gets up. He doesn't seem to know where he is. But where I am? What was this mess? He is not scared. To tell the truth, the situation is so incredible that he doesn't even notice that he's no longer wearing his pyjamas, but his favorite blue jean, a right hoodie, and his white sneakers. He walks slowly down the hall. After a few steps, he notices on the wall large posters representing very strange car races, mainly because these racing cars do not look like classic Formula One cars or regular rally cars. Rather, they are little multicolor and triangular vehicles that seems to be coming straight out of space. Indeed, he notices that behind these very strange devices, there are huge rocket thrusters. A little further on, a poster represents the face of a smiling man, with a description underneath. Bravo to Nathan Giroux, champion of turbo chair for the sixth time in a row. Jonas finds it all very strange. He continues to pace down the hall until he finds a door to his right. He looks at it and tries to get the door knob almost automatically. He is surprised to find it much lower than usual. In addition, this one is at least twice the size of a usual one. He walks into a large, rather long room. To his right, as to his left, there are coat racks on which coats and sweaters are hung. On the floor, he notices, he notices a multitude of sports bags with clothes overflowing. It looks like a sports locker room, but without a bench to sit on. In front of him is a door surmounted by an inclined ramp. As it approaches, the screams and noises of electric motors are heard. Then he hears the voice of a man very distinctly. Come on, boys, you are going to give me 10 laps to start. Remember to break before the turn and accelerate when you are on the inside. Also, be careful to close the interiors well so you won't be overtaken and be able to accelerate better on the exit. Above all, have fun, pay attention to others and give the maximum. Are you ready? Jonas rushes to the locker room door and sticks his ear to the door. So, on your marks, ready, three, two, one. Jonas knows what is going on behind the door now. People are racing, probably with his famous turbo chairs. He grabs a large door handle, still in the low position. 
He opens the door and walks into a room that looks like a gymnasium. However, it does not include basketball hoops or handbag goals. On the contrary, it distinguishes at least 15 machines resembling go-karts. On the ground, codes indicate the route, and large protections made of rubber and foam are surrounding the most sinuous corners of the circuit. So, these are the turbo chairs, he remarks aloud. However, these machines are more or less elaborated than those shown in the hallway posters. These vehicles are electric, they have no real rocket motors. On the other hand, the decorations are colorful. One of them bears the main character of the movie Andy Cars, strongly resembling to the movie Jonas was a fan of when he was six years old. Other turbo chairs have stickers of tigers and panthers on it. And there is another, very original, which is all pink, with an elephant trunk on the front, large ears on the sides, and on the rear spoiler, it is inscribed Vroom. The vehicles go quite fast and all seem to be driven by children. Obviously, the chair seems to be piloted only from the front handlebars. Indeed, the pilots have their legs tied together at the front. Finally, at the front, like the rear, the machine features huge black rubber guards to protect the riders from impact. To his left, at the edge of the field, about 15 empty electric wheelchairs are lined up. These probably belong to the athletes. On the right, a man, also in an electric wheelchair, doesn't take his eyes off the race and therefore doesn't seem to have noticed Jonas' presence. He wears a whistle around his neck. Jonas walks up to him and admires the race alongside him. The race seems to be dominated by a black and blue colored turbo chair, closely followed by the already vaunted Vrombo. The lead of the former is narrowing more and more, and they are now neck to neck in a turn. However, Vrombo accelerates even more in the next turn. It seems to be taking all the risks. He passes him and falls back just in front of him. Well done, that's it, Ben, screams his coach. Yeah, well done, that's great, screams Jonas as well. The coach turns to Jonas for the first time, and then immediately turns to him again and stares at him strangely. He grabs his whistle. The race is over, and the much vaunted Ben stops his rumbo in front of Jonas and the coach. But who are you? asks the coach surprised. Hello, I didn't want to disturb you. My name is Jonas, and I don't know how I ended up here, but I stopped to watch the race, and it was too good. Well done. But, uh, but, uh, the coach seems to be speechless. Meanwhile, Ben removes his elephant-shaped helmet and addresses Jonas, who was a few feet away from him. Hi, excuse me, but... Are you really a girl? asked Ben. Well, uh, I don't see why you're asking me that, but no, I'm a boy, answers Jonas, not sure if this question was serious. You are a boy, but how is that possible? All the other children who were participating in the race stopped. 
they take off their helmets and look amazed at the poor Jonas, who was feeling more and more embarrassed. Tell me, boy, how can you just walk them? asks the coach. I, I walk? Well, yes, I walk. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to disturb you. I'm going to leave, Jonas said, not knowing what to say. Wait, wait a minute, young boy, answers the coach. You must have noticed that here, like everywhere else, and contrary to girls, boys cannot walk. That shouldn't surprise you anyway. Well, maybe the boys don't walk here, but near my house and my school, all the boys do. It's just that when I was in third grade, there was someone in fifth grade who was in a wheelchair because of a car accident. But that's it. But wh where are you from, my boy? asked the coach. Wait, I don't understand, said Jonas. Where I am exactly? Well, you are the tubal chair club of Long Cargo, the club of Nathan Giroux, who everyone knows. Jonas went over all the details of the last few minutes. The turbo chairs, never heard of it. Long Cargo, never heard either. Boys who don't walk, impossible. And this weird swelling vortex of DNA? No. It must be a dream or something like that, says Jonas to himself. Jonas stays in the thought for a few moments. Hey, boy, how are you going to tell us what you're doing here? And your parents, will they come to get you? Asks the coach. I'm sorry, sir, to have bothered you. My parents will not be long. I will wait for them outside. I wish you a good day. Jonas turns around and sees an emergency exit in the back of the race club. There is no more noise. Jonas feels like all eyes are on him. Arrive at the door, he does not see the push bar to open it. However, to his left, he sees a large round button. He activates it and the double door opens automatically. Jonas sits down on a patch of grass next to the race club. He seems lost. This dream that he's living, if it did, it's a dream. It's too bizarre to be true. And, at the same time, too real to not believe in it. After a moment, Jonas hears a noise behind him. It's a coach who arrives. We didn't introduce ourselves. My name is Romeo Mir. I was junior Chubochia champion. Oh, my name is Janice, and I'm fifth grade. Earlier. You said that you were come from a place where all the boys walk? Uh, yes, but I didn't want to offend you by saying that, answers Jonas a little panicked. Don't worry, you haven't offended me. I've heard about a few boys who have retained the use of their legs, but I have never met one before. But why don't you walk? Do you have a rare disease? Yeah, and it's not that rare. Here and everywhere in the world, except obviously in your village, all the boys are born with DMD, Duchenne muscular dystrophy. At birth, we stand on the feet, but the disease progresses quite quickly, and rapidly, we need to move in a wheelchair. But, but why, asked Janice. We all have a problem in our DNA, and very important information for our muscle is incorrect, and this causes our muscles to tire much faster than in girls. And you, apparently. As a result, our muscles gradually lost their strength until they no longer function. 
is there any drug, Astolus? Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's actually quite effective. But unfortunately, it doesn't allow us to walk again. There has been a lot of progress in recent years, but researchers around the world still have a long way to go to get us out of this. Later, I would very much like to be a genetics researcher, answers Jonas. Yeah, it's a fantastic job, says Romeo. I have an idea, exclaims Romeo. Would you like to do the rest of the training with the others? But I do a turbo chair race? Jonas looks very surprised. Absolutely, answers Romeo confidently. The two new friends leave for the race club. When they get there, the others are playing at bumping into each other at low speed. Jonas thought it funny because the vehicles would bounce back from the collision and slowly bounce off the others. Romeo tells Jonas to take a great turbo chair that was parked on the side. It's called the DMC-12. Grab an helmet and sit down. Jonas listens attentively to Romeo, explaining to him how to pilot a turbo chair. The controls are quite simple, since the gears are controlled from the right handlebar grip, and the brakes are the same as on bicycle. Then he turns to the others. Listen to me, folks. Jonas will exceptionally participate for the end of the training session. We are taking the same route as earlier. You will do 10 laps. I'll ask you to be nice to him. He doesn't have Duchenne's muscular dystrophy and has therefore never operated an electric wheelchair or even a turbo chair. Be careful when you pass him. Okay? Come on. Get into your place. Get next to me, Jonas. I will help you to get past these nails, writes Ben, still behind the wheel of his elephantine Roombo. Jonas manages to take the controls of his electric turbo chair. Obviously, these machines don't go as fast as the pros, but it's already a good start as he realizes that his DMC-12 has resources. All the champions fall into place. The 16 pilots are lined up on the starting line and are just waiting for the starting signal. Here we go. The turbo chairs take off with a bang. Jonas tries to follow Ben closely, but he doesn't dare accelerate fully. The boys quickly get left behind by the others. The race is dominated by Andy cars, the famous red turbo chair. At the end of the second lap, Jonas feels more and more comfortable. He handles the turns better and better. Go, Jonas! Accelerate more in the turns, screams Romeo. With this advice, Jonas accelerates more in the turns and arrives, thanks to Ben's help, to place himself in the middle of the pack. Jonas is having a good time. The others too. And it's Andy Cars, driven by Matt, who wins this training race. All the runners gather around Romeo, who congratulates them on their races and their fair play to Jonas. Usually, the blows are a little harder and the crash is more frequent. It's over for today. You can put away your turbo chairs at the back of the room, take your chairs back, and go to the clock room, orders Romeo. Everyone else heads to the back of the room except Ben and Jonas. Come, Jonas, follow me, 
and this time give it your all, Ben offers. Jonas complies and steers his turbo chair over the start line, following Ben. Ben storms off. He is going much faster than earlier. Jonas also starts at full speed and tries to follow him. This time, he cranks up the accelerator. They follow each other closely, but Jonas remains five feet behind Ben. Romeo seems blown away by the performance of Jonas, who is very focused and determined to overtake his competitor. Jonas is only a yard behind Ben. Happy turn, acceleration. Left turn, re-acceleration. Jonas is a fast learner and has everything it takes to be a great driver. He is getting closer. As they are in a straight line, Jonas seems to hear a distant voice. It looks familiar and calm. Get up, Jonas. It's time. That voice. It's her mother's. Disturbed, he misses a turn on his right and ends his race in the protective barriers of foam and rubber. Ben immediately notices Jonas lurching and turns around. By the time he approaches Jonas' turbo chair, he was gone. Don't miss the next episode of The Adventures of Jonas. Thank you all for following this second episode of The Adventures of Jonas, a podcast series for all children and everyone who thinks they are still a child. In this episode, Jonas met young boys who suffered from DMD, Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy, which is in reality a rare disease. Indeed, one in 3.5 thousand males is affected worldwide. However, what is true is that 99.9% of patients are boys. In fact, in our cells, our DNA forms a chromosome, which we systematically have in two copies. We have exactly 23 pairs of chromosomes, so 46 in all. These pairs are identical except for one, the 23rd, and this only for boys. In fact, in this pair, girls have two identical chromosomes called X, and boys have on the other hand an X, and on the other hand a Y chromosome. However, when the genetic anomaly which triggers Duchenne disease is present, it is on the X chromosome. So, girls are less affected because if they have an X chromosome which presents the anomaly, they have another which is normal and which allows the muscles to function normally. However, in boys, since there is only one copy of the X chromosome, if the abnormality is ever present, the disease is bound to occur. DMD occurs because the abnormal information in the DNA present on the X chromosome allows the muscle to make dystrophin. If we were to look at our muscles under a microscope, we will see that they have a very precise organization. In fact, we will see a lot of cables called muscle fibers, which are firmly linked to each other. Their simultaneous contraction allows the muscle to make an effort, raise a leg, an arm, walk, run, or even breathe. If there is no dystrophin, the fibers lose their strength and will tend to tire very quickly, so they will gradually disappear. This is why this disease is progressive. The muscle of the legs, especially those of the tights, tire first, and it's the turn of the muscle of the pelvis, back, arms, and so on. 
It explained why first patients will lose the ability to walk before the age of 10 and will have then to use a wheelchair. Unfortunately, this disease, after many years, prevents patients from making certain movements, including breathing. This disease is serious, but fortunately, researchers are scrambling to find a treatment that will correct the abnormality contained in the X chromosome. Finally, this is just a detail, but in this story, I have put a lot of emphasis on the appearance and location of the door handles. Simply, when you are in a wheelchair, it is difficult to access them to open the door. This is why they are positioned lower than usual, and they are taller, so they can be caught more easily. So, this is the end of my explanation, and I already cannot wait to meet you for another adventure of Jonas. If you like this episode and the story, please leave a positive comment and five stars in your podcast app, and share it on your social media. All of this helps us to be more visible and finally more heard. A big thank you to you for your support, for your listening. Have a very, very nice day, and see you very soon. Bye.